Hey everyone, I'm Alexa Golden. And I'm Haley Piper. And And together, together, we are the Gossip and Gratitude Podcast. Tune in each week to get a taste of what life's really like in your 20s. We'll be bringing you all the relatable gossip from getting dumped to landing that first job after college. So sit back, grab some wine, and let's spill some tea. Hey guys, welcome back. It's part two of you know what conspiracy. Also, I want to just do a quick apology to you guys because I literally like had a stroke or something and I went back to our old episodes and I did already. We talked about the JonBenet Ramsey thing. Oh. So I basically did a no, repeat. I... So sorry about it, but... <laughs> and I almost Alexa's did it again. really passionate about no, that. No, I'm really passionate. And I almost did it again. I literally had notes really? typed out for one. And then I realized that we'd already done it also in the first episode. So I was like, Frick. It's okay. Honestly. It was I so mean, long ago. I just couldn't remember. It was. But it was. This, don't, don't feel too bad This about episode it. is all fresh news, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Minor bit of a stretch. But I have one that I'm actually very passionate about. Two that nice. I'm very passionate about. A couple that are just weird. <laughs> I have one that I'm very passionate about. So I'm very excited Ooh. to talk about them. Okay, I'm excited. I'm sweating. <laughs> okay. But first. Gratitude. Um, Let's do a gratitude moment. Yeah, do you, you go, first, go first, Hales. I always go first, I feel like. Oh my god, you're so generous today. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is a gratitude moment that kind of just happened. Okay. So I am grateful for perspective because as an individual who can fucking wind myself up in my brain, like, mm-hmm. way too much, um, I was chatting with a girlfriend who recently started working at the Cross Cancer Institute mm-hmm. in um, Alberta, and she was just kind of just talking about, like, her day-to-day and like just gave me a story of a patient that she had and it just kind of I was like okay Haley you're stressed about a moving out which is a privilege yeah. to be honest to, to buy a house is a privilege I'd say yeah um b cpa which is also a privilege like nope not everybody is in my position like mm-hmm. and and they're and I'm not trying to like minimize my stresses but it also was nice to have a bit of perspective to be like oh man like there's people fighting through chemotherapy right now. Like, okay, like, I I need to just, like, I, I can do the CPA and I can move out. I'll be okay. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of just, just a bit of perspective was what I needed today. So grateful for that. Nice. I like that. That's a good one. It's always good to get a little yeah. slap of reality yeah. every once in a while. I gave everybody, um, like, all my family, Lex and loved ones, uh, the permission to slap me with some reality this next week if I'm being like, oh my god, I'm so stressed about where to put my clothes. <laughs> no, you know? you'll be good. Yeah, so. Okay, well, my Anyways. grateful moment is like way less deep as per usual. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm grateful for this dang Starbucks cup that I'm drinking my water out of right now, which I'm going to post a picture on stories this week um yes and show you guys it but essentially the story behind it is a i have an obsession with like reusable drinkware i don't know what it is but i just love like any kind of like tumbler cup water bottle like any of that kind of stuff um and so i had my eye on this lovely black studded starbucks cups and they came out like a while ago i think it was like around christmas time and they were like all sold out everywhere and i wanted one and i was like oh man and so then I kept seeing people posting them on Facebook buy and sell, but they were like asking like ridiculous prices for these things, like $60 for a cup. And I was like, I'm not paying $60 when this yeah. thing costs like 20 something dollars. Like, no. Hell no. And Mm-mm. 
then I was just the other day shopping at Safeway and they have a Starbucks in the Safeway. And lo and behold, they had a few of these cups and I bought one and I was so happy. I didn't have to pay $60 for it. So the universe aligned Mm -hmm. and I want to touch it, Lex. It looks so nice. Yeah, it's fun to hold. Is it like, is it like black rhinestones or is it just like bumpy blackness? It's like, is it matte? Yeah, it's matte. Okay. It's nice. Ooh, she's fresh. I want to drink it. And it it makes me drink lots of water too. Yeah, it's like the G wagon of um. It reminds me of like the G wagon of, of Starbucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay, I'm just gonna charge this bad boy and let's get into it. Okay, guys, coming at with you with the first conspiracy theory, and I'm not gonna let you down because. Okay, I said I'm not gonna let you down because we have another local conspiracy theory, mm. and Alexa's a part of this one as well. What the? So. Dun dun dun. Preface. I think it was twenty. 20- seven no yeah 2017 summertime okay lex and i embark on our careers in the mowing industry (laughs) and and our fellow mower she shows up in some fly mowing kicks usually we got to wear steel toes oh god (laughs) (laughs) so she's rolling in some converse steel toes and everybody's like, no, 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 no. Those can't be steel toes. People are, you know, like, got to test them up for themselves, jumping on the steel. Lo and behold, they are steel-toed, both of them. So we, we go all on as the summer does, and we're cutting lawns as we do. And then, I don't even know, I think this was in August, and come a Monday morning at one of our weekly gatherings, and we're chatting about the weekend, and she is missing a steel from one of her toes. Mm-hmm. And we're like, how can it be? Like, you must have mixed up your converse. Like, this isn't your steel toe converse. And she's like, no, like, this is the shoe. Like, there's no fucking way. And this kind of was going on for, like, a couple weeks. And nobody could figure out where her steel had gone. Like, like how does a steel from a steel toe just disappear? There's, like, no cuts in it. It's the same fucking shoe. Yeah. And we're like, maybe there was never steel to begin with. But, like, we had checked. There was steel to begin with. Um, And so Lex and I thought it would be fun. Because at this time, we were like, this can't be real. This is a prank. To use one of my old steel toes. And Lex's dad cut out the steel. And we put it in a little party bag and gifted her her steel, pretending that we took it from her shoe, <laughs> which we didn't. No. And, and I think it blew everybody's minds. But to this day, no one knows what happened to the infamous steel toe shoe. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly so crazy. And like, she literally thought that like someone was pulling a fast one on her and that they like yeah. somehow got the steel out of her shoe yeah, but I think at some point we roped Sean into into it and and made her believe that Sean, Sean was took the it. One yeah, that well, stole because it steel. was funny because one time we were out at uh, her boyfriend at the time's house and mm-hmm. she was telling him about these steel toed Converse and he was like really intrigued and they were out in the garage so he went and looked at them and she yeah. was like look like they're actually steel toe Converse like they're so cool and like they both yes. had the little green triangle that means steel toe so yes. like we knew that they were both actual steel toe not like. A different type of shoe so not some bullshit a mystery to this day a mystery that will never be resolved it unless, never, unless ever will know. she's pull, pulling the wool over all of her eyes maybe to this day <laughs> yeah maybe yeah, she's like <laughs> but yeah i hope she's listening and has a good giggle so yeah it was a good a good time anyways do you want me to i'll hop in and tell you guys a real one okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so this one is actually i'm really pumped about this one this is 
Interesting. I love this. Okay, it's Britney Spears Ooh. was an instrument of the Bush administration. Oh, have you heard this one? I have not. Okay, I'm going to read it aloud. Okay. So, basically, for a few tumultuous years in the mid, t- t- you know, that was early 20s, I guess. T- or early 2000s. <laughs> early 2000s. <laughs> So Britney Spears waged a public battle with fame, and each of her public meltdowns happened to coincide with a Bush administration embarrassment. Whoa. Considering the sheer quantity of both, that may sound like a mere coincidence, but conspiracy theorists think that there's more to it. And a clip of Britney Spears endorsing Bush in Fahrenheit 9-11 is the starting point. So I believe that that's a film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is... So it basically is showing that she supported Bush. And um, so let me get into what the weird coincides were. So the first was in 2004 with United States versus Libby a week away and the Bush administration on the verge of a public humiliation. Spears married an unmarried childhood friend, Jason Alexander, within the span of three days. Who could pay attention to Scooter Libby's transgressions with that going on, apparently? I don't know who Scooter Libby is, so I'm going to have to dive into that. But Hmm. that's the first preface. So then in February 2006, with Bush's approval rating edging toward an all-time low, Spears was also, at that same time, photographed driving with her infant son on her lap. Mm -hmm. Cue the outrage. Not at the president, but at the pop star. So I... I, And it's so funny because, like, I mean, I was young, so... Fair enough, yeah. but I think in retrospect, I would have heard of some of these Bush outrages. Like, unless I, unless some people know about this stuff that he did, that yeah, but I damn well heard about the Britney Spears outrages. Yeah, so true. Um, and then following in that November of the same year, just after the Democrats won a huge victory in the midterms, Bush being a Republican, mm-hmm. um, and a day before President Bush booted Donald Rumsfeld from the DOD, Spears booted Kevin Federline from her life. A few months later, in February two thousand and seven. Two days before the New York Times reported that Al-Qaeda was regaining power across Afghanistan, Spears shaved her head. Only days later, she went on a rampage into a gas station attack, paparazzi with an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so all of these coincided with the exact same times of when these Bush administration issues were going along, alongside. Um, and then it says, conveniently, in 2008... All the Spears drama mellowed out just as the Bush administration disappeared. Whoa. Weird, right? Yeah. I was like, that's really interesting for her to A, show her support for the Bush administration from the beginning. Yeah. And then have all these like outrageous public meltdowns coincide to basically override all the other news going on in the in the world relating Whoa. to the Bush administration. Freaky. I know. I was like, I like this one. Love a good so Brit- Britney. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's got a lot of uh, trauma that she's probably working through nowadays. I mean, maybe either way, shaving your head and and having all that transpire in the media has got to be traumatic, regardless of if no it kidding was for the Bush administration. But interesting, hey? Yeah, that's a we'll really never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Okay, um, the first one I wanted to talk about was chemtrails. Have you heard of chemtrails? Like, I came across them in my Googling, but I don't really understand. So okay, so me, essentially chemtrails, as they've been dubbed, are the white streaks that you see in the sky that kind of look like clouds, but they're basically from 
airplanes. Um, so I don't know if you remember being a kid, like you would always see them in the sky. And like, I feel like I always noticed them when I was a kid, but like now that I'm an adult, I never Even, really noticed them that much. I feel like I notice them now. Do you? Yeah, I'm a child at heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apparently they're, they come from the warm exhaust from the airplanes reacting with the cold temperatures of the atmosphere that high up in the sky. Um, okay. But a lot of conspiracy theorists believe that they're actually um, something called chemtrails, which is essentially the government spraying some kind of chemical into the air um, as Ooh. these planes are flying by. So the, the planes are actually spraying these chemicals. Um, and the hmm. the reason for these chemicals is either for controlling the weather, um, population control, and controlling the food supply. So Ooh. a lot of people believe that the chemicals can cause people to act in certain ways. So maybe making people more compliant to follow the rules and be more submissive. Um, <laughs> it's working on me. <laughs> uh, also, some people say that they cause illness, so they're part of population control methods so they cause things such as alzheimer's or cancer um and there's actually several celebrities who have been big supporters of these theories apparently they've actually spoken out uh one of those people was prince he was a very he was kind really? of an odd dude he definitely believed in several different kind of conspiracy theories that he was kind of vocal about but one of them was chemtrails and uh he spoke about that on several different occasions and said that uh, he thought that they made people act differently and they were meant to control people. Um, and this one surprised me, but actually a big believer in chemtrails is Kylie Jenner. Really? Yeah, she's actually posted before on social media about them. And she believes that they actually, she thinks these chemtrails are contributing to the decline of bees. Oh, maybe. And Honestly, then that's just... I'd, I could get on that one, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, and so... Um, there's tons of theorists out there and a lot of people have done like tests where they've tested like soil in their yards. They've tested their rainwater. They've tested like their hair and like things on their own yeah. body. And they found traces of aluminum, barium, strontonium, arsenic, and manganese. Don't know what that is. Oh. Um, and that, that shouldn't actually be there. So they're saying that those are basically from chemtrails. That's really interesting. I feel like, I feel like that is one that somebody could convince me of like yeah like because I don't really like it's not that far stretched because you do see it in the sky yeah. right but not I, saying that I'm a chemtrails believer but yeah. it is like and I think some people's kind of perception is that like how come only sometimes you see them whereas sometimes you'll see an airplane flying but you see no that's you true. see no trail of the cloud behind it yeah, but then yeah, sometimes yeah. you that's do so then true. people are like why why is that so I don't know. What if there's what if there is like this big book that all the governments have created and they they know all these things and they're just like ha ha, ha right? civilians know nothing about what we're doing to them. Plebs. <laughs> Plebs. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the chemtrails. To yeah. be honest, but That's yeah. That's interesting. I like that one, especially knowing that like I love when a celebrity's in on a, on a know, conspiracy right? theory. I'm like, oh, tell me more. Educate me, Kylie. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one, Lex. Okay, this one's really fucking random, but it just drew me. So there's a conspiracy theory that Lewis Carroll, who wrote mm -hmm. Alice in Wonderland, yeah. was, was Jack the Ripper. What? <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeah. So actually, there's a whole book. This guy, I'll... I'll discuss but this guy wrote a whole book about why he thinks that lewis carroll is jack the ripper oh my god um, 
Yeah, so to some, the author of Alice, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland was no demure children's book author. Whoa. <laughs> he could have been the notorious serial killer Jack the Ripper. That was the theory offered up by the author Richard Wallace, who assembled, like, his, he assembled a whole book of suspicious and potentially incriminating facts about Carol. Um, his book's called Jack the Ripper, Lighthearted Friend. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so he believes that Carol hid secret messages in his books in the form of anagrams that confessed to his involvement. Um, basically kind of saying, like, like I, they're a bit far, they were a bit far-stretched in the sense of, like, they would take pieces of the Alice in Wonderland story and be like, this is actually Lewis Carroll saying, like, yeah, I want to strangle women and slit their throats and Whoa. then have sex with them. Like... I was like, mm, I don't know. That's <laughs> they were guys reading a, a little too in between the lines. A, yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a stretch. Um, but then it also goes into that he apparently lived at the same time. Speculated that Jack the Ripper lived as well as he lived geographically close to the sites of the Ripper murders. Hmm. Um, and then he also justified it in the sense that Lewis Carroll lived through a lot of trauma growing up, and maybe. And trauma and abuse, and so then maybe he lashed out, grew up to be a true, yeah, like a evil individual. Like it's obviously a very far stretch, but the fact that this individual believes it's so much to write a, a whole, whole book, book about oh it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's very interesting. And also, like, what if he was? Like, how crazy would that be? Like, yeah, this one guy on just one did side, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one side he's a child children's book author, like lived on, and then like he's got two legends yeah. side by side, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Lewis Carroll. I don't know. thought that was interesting. Freaky. I kind of want to, like, read this guy's book just to see. I know. <laughs> the fact that it's called Jack the Ripper Lighthearted Friend, I'm like... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a stretch. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, yes, I enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Yeah, it is. I like that. All it's right, like... well, let's take it back to the United States, and we're going to talk about Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Ooh, okay, yes. So... Tell me about it. Most people know Mount Rushmore. It's one of the most recognizable landmarks in the U.S. It's got the faces of some famous presidents, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt. Um, But what a lot of people don't really know, or maybe they do, maybe this is an American thing that people do know, but we're not Americans. So what a lot of people don't know is that there's a hidden chamber located in Mount Rushmore, Mm -hmm. actually behind Lincoln's head. So interesting. Yeah. So the sculptor who uh, designed Mount Rushmore was named Gutson Borglum. Sorry to the guy I pronounced his name bad. And uh, (laughs) so he designed Mount Rushmore and he was really adamant about adding this secret chamber um, in the back. And he had all the designs. He wanted it to be basically like an attraction, a, a piece of the attraction. So he wanted there to be like stairs leading up to it. And have it be this big kind of thing that people could go visit whenever they go to see Mount Rushmore. Um, you know, he wanted it to be uh, it, a whole part of the tour. So he w- it was dubbed the Hall of Records. And he thought that it would be a place where the America's prized possessions could be displayed in a room so people could go and see them. Um, Interesting. So it was designed to be 74 feet long and 35 feet high. So like a decent size place. And it's... Uh, with an 18-foot door opening. Okay. And 
Uh, sadly, Borglum actually died before he was able to complete the vault. Um, so it actually remained unfinished for a really long time. Uh, he was able to complete the actual structure of the statues, but um, he had been told to push back the creation or the finishing of this vault because they wanted to focus on the actual sculptures. Um, so he didn't end up getting to finish it, and it just kind of remained unfinished for a long time. Um, and then many years later, in 1998, his family actually petitioned to have it finished. Um, so the room does contain some historical documents to this day. It's got the U.S. Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, um, things like that. But it is sealed off from the public, so they oh. never made it into any kind of attraction. They never actually finished it the way that he intended it to be finished. Um, nice. So a lot of people believe, because of this... You know, they've kind of come up with a lot of theories as to why they didn't want this to be finished, um, why it never was finished the way it was intended to be. So a lot of people think that the government uses it as like a secret room that they do mm. secret things in. So some people think that it's where they keep uh, like extraterrestrial beings, some alien things oh. going on there. Um, others think that it's some kind of hidden treasure um, there's tons of different theories, but there's just this spooky thing and no one really knows why they never decided to do anything with it and how it's sealed that's interesting and, yeah just kind of weird that's so weird i love the um i guess like i love the conspiracy theories of the government's head and stuff yeah from us so that's fun also mount rushmore is so random i Don't know you agree? like let's carve some faces up on that mountain right <laughs> so weird yeah that's a good one, Lex. I like that. Also, it throws it back to that movie, National Treasure, for me. I don't know. It just had visions. Yeah. Of, like, finding the finding the Declaration of Independence. So. Yeah. If only Nicolas Cage knew. Get on that and research for us, sir. <laughs> I like that one. Okay. This one's really, really random, but it's called The Bloop. Ooh. <laughs> it drew me the name. Yes. Okay. So there is a, there is a, this one has a conclusion. Okay. So, but I like it. So, in 1997, researchers listening for underwater volcanic activity in the southern Pacific recorded a strange, powerful, and extremely loud sound. Using hydrophones or underwater microphones that were placed more than 3,219 kilometers apart across the Pacific, they recorded numerous instances of the noise, which was unlike anything they had heard before. Not only was it loud, the sound had a unique characteristic that came to be known as the bloop. Ooh. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I, have a, I have a clip of the sound oh, that God. I will... I'll send it to you. Maybe we can insert it. <laughs> okay, here is the bloop, everybody. The bloop. Um, so scientists from NOAAS, Pacific Marine Environmental Laboratory, were eager to discover the sound's origin, but with about 95% of the ocean unexplored, which makes it even more it's like, so scary. Whoa, the ocean is right? fucking scary, man. So fucking scary. Theories abounded. Was the bloop from secret underwater military exercises, ship engines, boat? It's just boats. <laughs> boats. Boats. Giant squids, whales, or some unknown sea creature? Well, ladies and gentlemen, they figured it out. Ugh. 
they finally discovered the source of those thunderous rumbles from the deep was relating to the sound of an ice quake, an iceberg. I was like getting so sad as I was reading this. I was like, no, I wanted to see a big squid or something. Basically, it's just an ice quake. So an iceberg cracking and breaking away from the Antarctic glacier with global warming. Uh, more and more ice quakes occur annually, breaking off glaciers, cracking, and eventually melting into the ocean. So it's basically just an underwater... Earthquake, kind of. Earthquake. Which is kind of... It kind of made me giggle, because I'm like, scientists. I like that that wasn't your first rational theory. Yeah, it had to be like like some creature from the dark lagoon. (laughs) Yeah, because like when you hear it, it, like it sounds not that crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought that one was so fun because I was like, I was like looking for underwater con- or like ocean conspiracy yeah. theories because I feel like I love thinking that there's something spooky, spooky in the water. Yeah. Imagine if you had heard something though, like if you were like a scientist and you had heard like some crazy noise, I would get the heebie-jeebies so bad. Yeah, it'd like, be so ooh, scary. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, no, no. Well, I'm glad they figured it out. <laughs> Me too. We don't have to worry about the bloop, but there might be other things. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, yeah. kind of going on the train of that government-ish, that American government, those people, I don't know. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about MK Ultra. Oh, I don't know what that is. It is basically government mind control. And this is Ooh. a, it's a conspiracy theory, but also has a lot of things that have actually been proven to be true. The, Ooh, the main okay. conspiracy about it is that they don't know to the extent And they don't know a lot of the details, which I'll get into. So, essentially, tests done by the CIA on American citizens is actually a fact that it has happened. So, it started in the early 50s, and it was called MKUltra. That was, like, what the, I guess, experiments were called. And they basically turned this into an official government project, and it was shut down after 20 years because people started Mm -hmm. to catch on, and it started to kind of become more known, so they had to kind of, like get rid of it yeah be like yeah uh so the original motivation when they started this uh testing was because of the cold war so they were actually worried that russians and chinese were learning about these mind control techniques so the americans Mm. wanted to be able to do it too and kind of catch up to the rest of the world or so they thought they actually didn't even have proof that russia or china was doing this but they just thought that they were so they thought like okay we got to get on this oh my god so They were thinking that they could figure out all these techniques to actually use on their military, on soldiers, and make it so that they were able to fight better and just be better at handling a lot of the different situations that would come up, such as being captured, tortured, interrogation, things like that. Like, they kind of almost wanted to create, like, you know, a superior human. Yeah, exactly. So they basically uh, tested, they would erase people's memories, they would uh, physically disable their bodies, um they would use different substances like really crazy drugs like lsd and all these like mushrooms and crazy drugs to see kind of push people to their limits like see you know how that correlated with brain activity all this kind of stuff um Hmm. and for the first 10 years their experiments were actually done on people that did not have consent or knowledge of what was going on um so after those 10 years uh they destroyed pretty much all of the evidence and the information that happened during these tests because of all of those legal implications because like obviously you can't (laughs) freaking do that and it was it was mainly conducted by the cia but they did hire like 
a ton of people that weren't even a part of the CIA to like help with these experiments. So it was just really corrupt. Um, wow. And two people actually did die from these tests, um, but tons of people have reported being a part of them and they did survive, but they were basically like fucked up from it. Like they reported having basically lifelong trauma and issues because of this. Um, And they did everything to these people from mind control, electric shock therapy, testing on people's skin cells to see how their skin reacted to different things like chemicals and stuff like that. Sleep deprivation, drug trips, all this. Um, There was even hospitals throughout the states that actually um, gave consent and allowed the government to test on cancer patients because they were like, oh, Oh. they're going to die anyways. So like, whatever. Yeah. So the one case of the person who one of the people who died, this just kind of gives you like an idea of some of the shit that they would do. Um, There was a man who was actually a part of the research. His name was Dr. Frank Olson. And he was a researcher for the U.S. Army and he Mm -hmm. studied biological weaponry And so he went to this conference that was um, all about, it was for researchers, and they were having some drinks, and they actually spiked nine people's drinks with LSD, like high amounts of LSD, and didn't tell them. And so then after everyone had had their welcome drink or whatever it was, they basically disclosed, like, nine of you are going to be having the trip of your life soon, and everyone was like, what the hell? And they weren't consented. Obviously, they did not know this was going to happen, and... Most of the researchers actually did, like, handle it pretty well and were able to, like, come out of their high or whatever, their trip. Yeah. Um, But Dr. Frank Olson actually ended up having some complications complications and long-lasting issues from this. Um, After the experiment, he started having a lot of schizophrenic tendencies and it was bringing out a lot of, like, you know, fucked up stuff happening with him. And uh, he ended up, he was staying in a hotel and he ended up, rolling out of bed quote-unquote and falling and falling out the window 10 stories to his death so people think that that's just very sketchy they're like you know was he having some kind of mental breakdown because of this trip that he had or was this some kind of an inside job because he was mad about or he was upset that they'd done this experiment and he knew a lot about what was going on obviously he was a researcher and he was a part of this whole thing so he had a lot of insight onto what was going on and they thought maybe he had kind of realized that this was not okay and was going to start talking and they did yes. this. It was like a way to shut him up kind of thing. Totally. Um, so that's kind of one of the theories there. Um, and a lot of people also do believe that the government with this um, MK Ultra, they actually control celebrities, um, which we talked about in episode oh. one, taking us back to the whole mind control and celebrities, the clone theories, the glitches. Yes. When we talked about, we talked about Al Roker and Beyonce's glitches. Um, those types of things some people think that that's all related so it's pretty pretty fucked up and it also just the fact that it's proven that they did do some of this shit yes that's so gnarly Lex that's the first time I've heard that one and also like I agree I think that's what makes it so fucked up is that agreed that they they actually did these things and um it's kind of like how far if they would if they were willing and able to go that far yeah how how much like what else did they do what else have they done which makes right? yeah the glitches and the celebrity conspiracy theories not seem that far-fetched yeah i don't know i i think that's i think that's also like this is like a side tangent but i totally think 
that kind of shit is why nowadays people just do not trust the government. I mean, not just nowadays, yeah. but like always, right? Because sure, you hear sure. that stuff and you're just like, um, okay, how is that? How did that happen? Is that a, you know? Right, and it's like, really how scary. How did they get away with that? Yeah. Hell no. Mm-mm. That's a good one. I like that. I'm gonna have to do some digging. Okay, so another really random one, but this is like very popular on TikTok, which is like kind of fucked up. But so many of the Gen Z right yes yeah. gen z generation don't believe in helen keller what what do you mean yeah they think that she lied and because this is their facts apparently she flew a plane for 30 minutes with no help and she wrote 12 books this is their justification for thinking that helen keller isn't real uh. and i was like yeah no like you can literally everybody listening go on tiktok and type in conspiracy helen keller and all the gen z's are like there's no fucking way there's no way they think that she was like a plot i don't know what they think like i don't like know. they think they that she lied or this. that she didn't exist both there's some that think that she didn't exist um and there's some that thinks that there was no way that she was blind and deaf blind and deaf yeah um but then on the on the flip side there are a lot of people very upset with the gen z community about this because it's very offensive no kidding to people who um have those disabilities yeah yeah isn't that so random weird did she actually write 12 books she did but she had see here's the thing like in in um i was googling it and she had, I think, I forget the lady's name, but she came into her life. and Yeah, that's when, her, like, teacher. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, you guys, <laughs> there's facts. Like, yeah. she had this lady with her. Like, I just think it's so funny when people just, like, strategically leave out fat parts of a story. I know, to be right? Like, she wrote 12 books. There's no way. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's not how conspiracy theories work. You can't just pick Make and choose the facts you want to believe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was just blown away that there's a whole community about this on Wow, on I have not right seen now. this. I must not be on that side of TikTok yet. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh. it's eerie. Freaky. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll tell one more little one and yeah. then I'll let you do a big one. Okay, I got a big boy after this. Okay. So this is another one that I really like, but basically there's the theory that the mob created waste management companies to get rid of dead bodies. Oh. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, I actually kind of don't, I, I mean, I probably could Google like how did waste management come about, but that's no fun, right? <laughs> so I think, I think that's so fun and I, I could totally see waste management being something that the mafia would do, you Yeah. Know? There's also speculation that mattress firms are part of the mafia and are just a front. But I'm like, I didn't really vibe with that one because yeah, I was like, I saw a ton I... of stuff on that too about how there was yeah. too many of them that it had to be for like yeah. money laundering and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is getting to I was be. Like, mm. I love but a good conspiracy management. theory, but sometimes yeah. they're just a bit too far. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But the waste management I could get behind because, like, what other way to. It's true. And also, I feel bodies? like there's so much like waste that like there has mm-hmm. to be undiscovered bodies that have never just been found because of and, it and like maybe this is just like a local thing but it's kind of like a monopoly i'm pretty sure right yeah like, like i don't think you can just up and start your own waste removal company not maybe here anyway maybe the in yeah. the states is different but i think in canada yeah. it's very like government uh controlled so how would i know what they're up to <laughs> you know? it's true the guys who own it could be in the business of, rem- of 
murdering people. You never I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I really inter- looked deep, deeply into the... Well, I can't, he can't see me from my window, but I was really examining the garbage guy this morning. <laughs> are like, you a murderer? <laughs> yeah. What are you hiding in there? <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I like that one. All right. So my last one that I have for you guys, this is a bit of a long guy, so I'll try and, you know, not take too much of your time. But we're going to talk about aliens again because aliens is one of my faves. This is specifically Yay. an incident that happened in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, on Ooh. September 1st, 1969. So, if you guys want to see, or if you're really interested in this after, there is a series on Netflix called Unsolved Mysteries. It's really good if you're into, like, spooky things, like murders and just, like, crazy stuff. Um, the, I think it's during season one, there's an episode all about this. So, watch it if you're Ooh, okay. interested. But, we're going to talk yes. about what happened in Berkshire County on that fateful evening. <laughs> oh. So, essentially... During the evening of September 1st, 1969, there were several different accounts from residents of Berkshire County who all had alien encounters all in the same night. Um, And what makes it spooky is that all these accounts were very, very similar, all during the exact same time period, and from people who all reported experiences of missing time or gaps in their timeline. And most of the people or all the people that had these encounters didn't actually know one another. So it wasn't like they could like conspire to create this story or anything like that. So I'm going to tell you a few of the different um, accounts of things that have happened to different people on that day. So it was dusk on that night and a woman named Jane Green was driving with her friend Mary when they saw several bright lights ahead of them on the road. So at first she thought maybe that there was like a car accident or something and she thought the lights were from like, you know, emergency services or police, whatever. But as they drove closer, she realized that she couldn't even drive anymore because the lights were so bright that she couldn't see anything. So she pulled over to the side of the road and the car in front of them actually also did the same thing. And they ended up getting out of the car, both of the girls, and looking to try and see if they could figure out what was going on. Um, and they ended up seeing a huge object floating right over the road in front of them. And it was so large that they oh couldn't God. even see, like, the end of it from left to right. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so wide. And she mm-hmm. couldn't even tell, like, what it really looked like. She just said it was really huge and big. It didn't have any windows. And she couldn't hear any type of noise, like an engine or anything like that. Um, and then mm-hmm. within seconds, it just lifted up in the air it went up to the left, up to the right, and then it just flew over top of the mountains away. Wow. And they were like, what the hell? So yeah, they had no explanation as far as what that was. Um, and then Fair. around that same time, that same night, there was a 10-year-old boy named Tom Warner, and he was over at his neighbor's house. Her name was Jane Shaw, and they were coloring, just like playing, and it was dark <laughs> out, and so he went out to look out the window And he heard a voice clear as day in his head say, you need to go home now. And he got really scared. And so he immediately ran out of the house across the front yard to go home. And Jane Mm -hmm. didn't really know what was going on. So she came outside and she saw that Tom was essentially running in place for five minutes. He was stuck in place running, but he wasn't moving anywhere. And he was basically like almost like levitating above the ground, just running, not moving. Oh my God. And he obviously realized that something was going on and got all scared. <laughs> and he turned to his left and he saw a UFO drop out of the sky and a giant beam came down onto him. And Whoa. all of a sudden his arms jerked back behind him and Jane saw 
him basically just disappear out of thin air. What? Oh my god, this gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, so, also during Did this Did they scene, ever see him again? I'll get to that part. Oh, okay, So, okay. that same night, there was <laughs> another girl, she was 12 years old, and her name was Melanie, and her and her family were, uh, went to the local Dairy Queen to get some ice cream, um, and they, then they went to, uh, this lake that was kind of nearby, it was two miles from where this incident had just happened with Tom and Jane, and her father backed into the parking lot, and all of a sudden, a giant bright light came around their car, and everyone in the car started to panic. So her dad decided mm-hmm. to chase the light with the car, even though her and her sister were, like, crying and telling him not to. I don't know what possessed mm-hmm. him to decide to do this. Maybe but he, he was, didn't know. Yeah. Um, and after that, her sister recounts not remembering anything from there, but uh, Melanie actually did remember being levitated into the sky and then being on some kind of a ship. She also remembers being laid out on a table, and later, Tom actually remembered seeing Melanie to the right of him on the ship, and he recalled that she was really scared, and that um, there were several other children that were also there in the room, and apparently, um, the children began to disappear one by one, and Melanie then woke up up by the lake all by herself mm-hmm. and just had to walk home alone in the dark because she just was there like oh my god yeah um so tom remembered the exact same thing as her being laid down on his back um just on the ground and just waking yeah. up and being in you know by himself not being able to explain what just happened yeah and just kind of not knowing what happened or how much time had passed um yeah. the beam was kind of still around him and his brother was there all of a sudden and told him to run um but he huh. tried to run but he couldn't he was like frozen and then that oh. same voice kind of came back in his head and said i'll be done in a minute and then in a Whoa. minute the light disappeared and all of a sudden it was like nothing had happened Ew. Yeah. That's so weird. Um, And Jane said that about seven minutes passed between the time that Tom had run out of the house and was picked up and then was back laying on the lawn. Um, And the crazy thing is that Tom and Melanie did not know each other beforehand. They ended up meeting for the first time a little while after and she felt like an immediate connection to him. And he remembered her face from the incident, but they had no prior interaction before that. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's very scary. And then this one is the craziest one in my opinion. Um, So there was a young guy. His name is also Tom. um, And he was out at like a horse riding place, I think. A horse show. um, With his mother, his grandmother, and his brother. So they decided to leave. Uh, It was around dinner time. And they were driving uh, home. It was... um, they were in the car so it was his mom was in the passenger seat i believe his grandmother was driving and him and his brother were in the back seat um so the mom turned around to talk to the kids and she noticed a mm-hmm. bright light rising from the banks of the river that they were driving past um mm-hmm. and they saw a light sphere hovering about two stories high above the ground and as okay. it rose tom recalls seeing fire rods of light coming out of it um Mm. and a big orange sphere just like all these weird things um and then they said that they continued driving and all of a sudden everything went so quiet that it was like like literal silence like no sound of the car no nothing and they all felt that the pressure changing as if they were underwater and then the white sphere disappeared um weird so 
essentially um the inside of the car ended up just lighting up as if it was almost daylight yeah um and after it being silent for several minutes the outside noises returned and that was the last thing they all remember from being in the car um three hours Mm. later they all came to and they were back in the car um And it had felt like only 10 to 15 minutes had passed to them, but it had actually been three hours. Um, But the craziest part was, A, the car was turned off and they were parked on the side of the road. And B, his mother and grandmother were now in opposite seats of the vehicle. So his mother was now in the driver's seat and his grandmother was in the passenger seat instead. Um, And they had no explanation as to what had happened, how they'd switched seats, what had happened during that time period. Um, so all of these things had happened all in the same evening. They all, um, essentially what happened was some people started calling into the local radio station saying that they had seen weird things or had these weird encounters. Um, and there was this diner in the town that a lot of people kind of gathered at. It was like a spot that a lot of people would go and people all started kind of like, talk started happening at this diner and people started to realize that like this was not just a one person thing like multiple people had experienced this um so it was pretty crazy um yeah like it was tons of different accounts and there's really nothing to explain it which is crazy i love that yeah i like uh i feel like i feel like some people are accepting of alien encounters like like some people are are open to like hearing these stories and I just feel like to have multiple on the same night is so gnarly. But then also, like, this, while you were saying this, I had this thought. But it's, like, why? Like, obviously, because, you know, in the in the in movies and stuff, they play out alien encounters, like, like, how you explained in the stories of, like, this big thing coming down, a beam of light, like, all these things, right? Yeah. But, like, why would we have ever thought of them to be that way if if they hadn't had happened exactly right? like where are we getting that from yeah. if right? well like, i also think alien ex- even yeah. the the classic when you think of an alien you think of like the large greenish colored head with the big eyes yeah. like where did that yeah. that image come of from. the alien come from like someone didn't just like invent that image and then every single person on the planet like was like oh yeah, yeah. that's what an yeah, alien looks right? like like that has to exactly. like where did that come from i think i i totally get where you're coming from and and the thing that i always think about with alien encounters as well is that i'm always wondering like why would people lie about these encounters uh, yeah um i was I reading agree. a bit about like the the those victims i guess you could call them mm-hmm. and uh she like a lot of them said that you know people thought they were crazy so they kind of stopped talking about it um you know uh tom water the the boy he ended up going to therapy before it um because you know he thought maybe he was crazy um you know people would bully the kids at school because they had these alien encounters and they were you know freaks and stuff so i just don't think that people would make this up because they're also so yeah like Maybe the aliens do it to kids because it's so easy to dismiss kids. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Like, people, it's so easy to be like, oh, they're just a kid. Like, yeah. you know? So I think, but I think when you have multiple, like, it just goes to show when it's, like, multiple kids with nothing related and, like, to have such similar stories and, and like, like you said, how he saw um, her, Melanie's face. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just... I I totally believe it. I totally believe it. I feel like... Yeah, I do too. I think that there's definitely some truth to that. And I just think it's so fascinating that people 
you know, or all had the same encounter together. Like, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, I agree. Also in the same place. Yeah. I don't know. That's spooky. I like that. That is a good one, Lex. Also, like, what if aliens are just, like, LOLing because we're all like, oh, my God, do you think aliens are real? And then they're like, (laughs) they don't even know. Probably. (laughs) You know, like... Oh, I think that's funny too. Like, obviously, there's other things out there. We're not the only people on this planet or things on this in this galaxy. Wow, I like that one, Lex. Okay, my final one is not really that wild, but it blew my mind. Okay, so it's not even long, but basically, I always was under the impression, along with a lot of other people, this is like the Bernstein Bears situation, yeah. that. Steven Spielberg directed Poltergeist, right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen Poltergeist? I've never seen it. Okay, so, like, it's, like, a very acclaimed film, and, like, everybody's always says, like, it's a, like, it's a Steven Spielberg film, but he actually isn't the director or filmmaker. The director and filmmaker, filmmaker is Toby Hooper, um, which is so weird because the world remains convinced that Spielberg is the movie's director and filmmaker. I just, that one really, like, because I feel like as an individual who enjoys that film, yeah, knowing it as a Steven Spielberg film, one of his most famous films, I feel like that kind of really fucking threw me for a loop. Yeah, that's and I was definitely, like, why do we all believe that? I think that sounds definitely like a Mandela effect situation. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's just easier to... I don't know. Very strange. So poor Toby. Yeah, apparently <laughs> the spotlight just yeah. got taken from him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was another one where I was like, oh, it's kind of like the Bernstein Bears yeah. situation. It is. There's it's tons simple. of those. I think it's so interesting, that whole Mandela effect thing, which we talked about in episode one, I believe, Yeah. Um, of our Conspiracy Theory little series. But yeah, that one is crazy. When like mass population believes something. Yeah. Like, like, where how? did that even come from? It's wild. Yeah. Maybe it is the media. Maybe people are swaying us in certain ways. Maybe. You know. You never know. You never know. Mind control. It all comes back. (laughs) It all comes tied. They're all connected. (laughs) I'm like so sweaty over here. I don't know what's going on. Just getting really into these. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that was my final one. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed each episode just as much as the last uh they're all unique in themselves yep <laughs> let us know <laughs> if you guys believe any of these theories that we talked about the last two weeks or if you think they're all bogus and yeah. let us know if, if you have any believer. that you're real passionate about love to learn some yeah more. i know there's some that are just like wouldn't you love to scuba dive and go and see the titanic underwater lex no <laughs> no <It'd> be scary <laughs> it'd be the imagine that darkness of water whoa <laughs> <laughs> That gives me the heebie-jeebies. Then you'd hear the bloop. Oh, no. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyways, hopefully you guys enjoyed. And next week, we'll get back to you with some real-life topics. But, like, come on. It's more fun to, like, escape reality. Exactly. Sometimes you just need a little giggle, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, All right. See you guys next week.